This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for November 5th, 2010. In our featured story this week, the Indiana Attorney General has sued health insurer WellPoint, alleging that the firm took too long to notify Indiana residents affected by a health information breach. The Attorney General alleges that about 32,000 people were not notified of the breach in a timely manner as required under state law. Indiana law requires businesses to notify both the individuals potentially affected by a data breach as well as the Attorney General without reasonable delay. The state is seeking $300,000 in civil penalties. Applications for insurance policies submitted to WellPoint, which contain social security numbers as well as financial and health information, were potentially available to the general public through an unsecure website between October 2009 and March 2010, according to the Attorney General. In this week's featured blog, we discuss the recent announcement that SureScripts, the nation's largest e-prescribing network, is working with secure messaging vendor Cryptic in an effort to enable the sharing of more clinical information among organizations. It's going to be interesting to watch whether the venture has a big impact on clinical information exchange and whether any of the hundreds of emerging health information exchanges will wind up using SureScripts to share data with one another. In this week's featured interview, attorney Kirk Nara says the proposed HIPAA modification rule is a wake-up call for compliance. The proposed HIPAA modifications, which regulators are now fine-tuning for a final rule due out soon, would toughen enforcement and set penalties of up to $1.5 million for violations of the HIPAA privacy and security rules. Here's a clip from that interview. But on the whole, I think this is really a good opportunity for companies to revisit their overall HIPAA compliance efforts. I mean, the the high-tech changes were very significant. On the one hand, they didn't affect a lot of the provisions that are out there. But on the other hand, because of the new enforcement authority, I've certainly been encouraging the companies that I work with to use this as an opportunity to revisit all of their HIPAA compliance steps make sure they're doing the right things, make sure they're still comfortable with where they are in connection with all of the HIPAA rules, because I think this is just going to be generating a lot more attention to these issues in the future. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthCareInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthCareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. Also in the news this week... The 2010 HIMSS Security Survey confirms that healthcare organizations are making inadequate progress on ensuring the security of patient information, says security expert Lisa Gallagher. For the third year in a row, the HIMSS survey found that roughly half of healthcare organizations spend 3% or less of their IT budgets on security. Gallagher says, quote, We would have liked to have seen this improve year over year, given that we know that this percentage is fairly low when compared to other industries where the average is 
Gallagher is Senior Director for Privacy and Security at the Healthcare Information and Management System Society. Also disappointing, she says, was the new survey's finding that 14% of hospitals and 33% of clinics have yet to conduct a risk analysis. And in other news, when the Medicare program suspended payments to 253 provider organizations in 2007 and 2008, the action was almost always based on evidence of fraud rather than overpayment errors, according to a new report. The suspended organizations had received $206 million in overpayments, according to the report from the Department of Health and Human Services Office of the Inspector General. Under health care reform, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services can suspend payments to a provider sooner. The reform law states payments may be suspended pending an investigation of a credible allegation of fraud. Proposed regulations to carry out that provision are under final review. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.